Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I'm so excited to introduce dancer Marjorie Goodson, who has released an incredible book simply titled MG that features the most stunning photos taken of her by photographer Andrea Radatoyu. Now I've got this beautiful book on my coffee table and the photos are really stunning. I have to say that the way in which Madri has been captured um, is raw, is gritty, it's sensual and for me it really does challenge the notion that dancers have an expiration date. So Madri, hello, thank you so much for joining us. Savannah, thank you so much. So thrilled to be able to uh, chat with you. So your book, uh, which, as I said, sits on my coffee table, is over 130 pages, full color, beautiful, incredible, uh, glossy photos. Um, Tell us how this book came about. Well, um, the book came about really as sort of a response to uh, my daughter going off to college and me wanting to throw myself back into the world of dance. And even though I'd always danced, um, I really wanted to commit myself and do something that was my own. And so while I was, um, while she was away at college, I had taken a lot of ballet. And um, during that time, um, I got injured. And so I had to figure out something else that I could do. I was able to continue uh, dancing but not uh, doing ballet. It was very difficult for me. So this notion of creating a dance book where I sort of had the best of both worlds, I could create positions, I could create my art, I could still, in fact, dance, um, sort of was born through this notion of creating this dance photography book. And my friend, uh, Torsten Witt, who does the hair and makeup on the book and is also working on my second book, MG2, introduced me to Andrea. And uh, together, the three of us uh, put together this this book, MG, and which I'm so proud of, and uh, it's hard to believe that I'm now working on my second book, uh, which I started back in uh, 2017. Well, I'm so excited to hear that you're working on your second book because the first book, as I, as I said, it is truly stunning, and the photographer and obviously the collaboration between the three of you has, well, for those who, when you actually see the photos in the book and there's going to be photos in the next edition of The Wonderful World of Dance because the photos are just so stunning. They really do capture so very many different sort of aspects of you. Uh, Tell us about how some of these um, incredible pieces came together. Well, um, I think the first and foremost was that when I started the book, it was very, very important to me that I did not want to look like I was trying to recapture my youth. And for those who are listening or or don't know or wouldn't know, I'm 56 years old. And actually, at that time, I was 51. And certainly, in the dance world, um, one would consider that way past your prime. And so, for me, it was very important that I approach this as the woman that I was during that time and uh, not trying to recapture my youth and, and trying to be this young ingenue and 
Um, I think that uh, this sort of feeling that you mentioned of like gritty, raw, um, sensual imagery uh, was something that I really wanted to go after because that's sort of where I felt I was at that time and still sort of feel that way. And um, so we sort of took it from there. I wanted something a little edgy and gritty and, and, and artful so, and not just pretty. Yeah. I didn't want it to be pretty. It's certainly, I think I would describe it more as striking than pretty. I think the, yes. the photos Thank are you. very, very dramatic and they're very artistic. Thank you. And the quality Thank is you. just sensational, really. Um, so tell us about your own dance journey. Tell us about how you got into dance. Well, ballet was really my first love. I began that when I was very, very little. I started, I think, hopping around when I was about five, and then I seriously started training when I was eight years old at the School of American Ballet in New York, which is the theater school for the New York City Ballet. And I trained there for about five and a half years, and at which point, around 13, I quit. Uh, my parents were divorced, and... Um, and so sort of a child of divorce and having to go back and forth between my parents, I was unable to perform with the other children during the holiday times. And I think that that was a little bit difficult for me. So I, I quit and then, of course, uh, missed it very much and resumed it back at the age of 15, uh, studying at the Hartford Ballet School. I then um, studied um, in New York. I was introduced to a man named Luigi who was very big in uh, into uh, jazz dancing, and that was my first introduction at the age of 17. And so really ballet and jazz became my loves and have, have remained so um, all through my life. And tell us about growing, sorry, studying at the American Ballet School. This is obviously some time ago. I'm interested to sort of yes. hear what was your experience, um, you know, a couple of decades ago now. Well, my my experience then is what you're asking me. Yeah. What was that? What was that like? Um, well, let me uh, let's see. Wow, um, like it too. It was very. Um, it was difficult. It was very um, um, wonderful at the same time because the discipline of of being at one of the top top uh, ballet schools was incredible. Um, and again, it was very challenging for me because unfortunately I was not able to perform like the other children. And I never did go on to perform as a professional ballet dancer. I went off to college. I became a dance major, but then um, became more interested in um, acting and uh, jazz dancing. And so, of course, in 1985, then I, I came out to California. And tell us about that journey and your first sort of steps into creating a career out there. Well, I had always, uh, again, loved loved the dancing and wanted to combine it into the acting or getting into theater. And so, when I was younger, I did you know various musical theater theater like Chicago and Oklahoma and various other things. In addition to the traditional ballets that I had 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 done in my college years, and. Um, and then when I was out here in 1985, I studied acting and uh, did a little bit here and there, but then really, again, um, ended up working in my father's company, uh, who was involved in uh, game shows, created uh, game shows. 
And so I did that for about five and a half years. And the dancing sort of took a back seat to that, although it never, never stopped for me. And then, of course, my daughter was born in 1993. And at that time, I was 30 years old, and that became my, my focus in raising her and being a mother. Yes, I can imagine that must have changed your life completely. And did you stop dancing completely at that stage, you know, taking time no, out? I, you know, it's funny. I never, I never stopped dancing completely except for a very tiny bit in the, when she was around five years old, and I decided I wanted to uh, get her involved in horseback riding because we had actually tried to get her involved in dance, and she wasn't interested. And so I tried this, I tried tennis, and so we landed on horseback riding. And I, as an athlete, was so fascinated by this, I thought, I'm really going to try to um, do this myself. And in order for me to do that, I couldn't do both. I couldn't do the mm -hmm. ballet and the horseback riding. And so I threw myself into the world of, of, of horseback riding and found that I was absolutely horrible and too afraid. And my daughter was wonderful. So she went on and did it. And I went back to, um, to dancing. And back to your first love. Back to, back to just doing, you know, ballet and jazz. And then really as I mentioned before, to sort of pull you forward, um, when she went off to college after many years of being an equestrian, um, I then decided that it was really important that I really throw myself back into to the world of dance and really wanted to create my own art because at, during that time, um, I had sort of what a became what I call the girl in the wings, where mm -hmm. I was a mother, I was very involved in other people's... Um, causes philanthropy which i loved mm -hmm. but it wasn't my dream it wasn't my art and so there was this real pull um because i was about 50 years old when she went off to college or a little bit younger and i had this incredible need to find my voice as an older woman and as a dancer and um and so the book was really my my journey and my voice it's, I've got your book in my hand, actually, as you are talking, and I've opened up the, the section here and where it sort of says, you know, this is what I know, and it says, I, I'm a work in progress, I'm human, I'm passionate, I cry, I love, and it goes on, and it's wonderful, it says here, it talks about who you are as a person, I'm empathetic, I hug, I giggle, I laugh, I'm cynical, I skip... And I am 54 years old and finally ready to say yes to the person and the artist that I have always been, which is set against a photo of you. And let me say, you don't even look 40, 54 in this photo at all. You look like you're 34. Oh <laughs> but I think it's, you Savannah, know. you've now become my best friend. So thank you. <laughs> I, just, like, I, love, I love the honesty um, as well. And, and I love that you're, all the different sides of who you who you are as a person, as an artist, as, as a woman, is sort of coming to together into you know one project and, and one book. It must have been quite an interesting experience uh, creating. How many photos are in this in this book? Do we think there are hundred and fifty three? One hundred and fifty three. I mean, that and that's just the ones that we chose. <laughs> yes. Um, no, yes. I mean, I do the, uh, we do photo shoots for the magazine and I know how long it takes just to get a few shots. This must have taken right. an extraordinary amount of time. Tell us about that. Three years. 
three years. It started in 2014, and... What was interesting was that this was really um, going to be a personal book just for me. I was terribly terrified of even considering doing something on my own. I had never, I thought, who would be interested in an older woman creating a dance photography book? And I, and so I was really sort of terrified and sort of tiptoeing into this art. And um, as I as I started doing it, and I got a little braver, and I really I saw the images, and I and I felt stronger in my own shoes, and literally in my own point shoes. I then decided to make it a book that I was going to publish and put it out there for everyone to see, which was incredibly scary because of I didn't know what. The, the response would be, and I, um, I had such an overwhelming response to the book. I think people were, um, there was a relief in a way that here was this woman my age who uh, found a niche, if you will, mm. to create the art to say, you know what, I may be this age, but I'm not gone yet, and I refuse to lay down I refuse to say no. I refuse to stop. And you don't have to. That art does not have to stop at a certain age. And it is a continuum. And it really is. And so as I've created this book, my voice, my passion um, has has gotten much stronger. My empowerment as a woman um, is full force now. I have and to I'm say, so glad that I did it. Oh, I'm so glad you did this as well. And I think it is a, such an inspiration, you know, for many artists out there, um, particularly female dancers who are often facing what is a, can be a very short career, particularly, as, for sure. example, as a professional ballet dancer, but also for audiences um, and for people who love dance to be able to see that actually, like you say, that there is life beyond that moment of prime that actually your life as an artist can continue and should continue and that there should be space for this art form to continue in this way and I right. can imagine that you must be quite an inspiration for many many dancers out there and artists and other athletes as well thinking well actually is there still a voice within me or a space for me well, you know, and, and that is absolutely, that's very true. And it's funny because as I started doing this, and I, it never even occurred to me. I mean, I was just trying to find a little space for myself. I was so terrified, and I just trying to own it for me. And yet the first time I heard someone say, oh, my God, I'm, this is so inspiring, and I just couldn't believe it. It never even occurred to me that anybody would be interested or that I could have done something that would have inspired someone else or, or who was feeling what I was feeling. And what was the biggest surprise of all, I think, was the younger generation because I was just more focused on people more my age and, and them being sort of grateful and saying, oh, well, you know, how wonderful that someone our age has done this and, you know, on mm -hmm. and on we go. But it was the little ones, some of the younger people that I actually still dance with that were coming up to me saying, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing because I think they themselves 
worry about the future. And yes. they worry that once their prime is, is gone, once they get out of their 20s, life is, as they know it, completely over. And, um, which had never even occurred to me. Yeah. I can imagine. And they were like, oh my God, when I grow up, I want to be like you, and you can, and oh, you're so inspiring. So that was the biggest shock of them all. Wow. I have to say, you know, looking at the photos, it is quite inspirational. And not that I want to necessarily talk about, you know, the female body, and you, but I have to say, you do look amazing. Oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> and, you know, you are in incredible shape. I mean, not just for your age, but quite frankly, for any age, you know, it's quite, it's quite awe inspiring. Tell us about how you stay in shape and how you've, how dance has been part of your life over the years in helping you do that. I don't know. I would I would put it under the heading of neurotic. <laughs> um, no, but but seriously, I um, I train, mm -hmm. which I think is very important. Particularly as you get older, you have to build muscle. And um, now that I'm not really able to do rigorous ballet class, I um, it's very important to me that I continue and, and keep the shape and uh, keep the muscle tone. And so I train. I've done Pilates, which is very important, a little different approach. I've done a thing called gyrotonic, which, again, mm -hmm. is a more conditioning um, style of building muscle and is wonderful and was created by a dancer uh, for, that, for the uh, health of the spine. And I have a bit of scoliosis, so that's always a bit of a challenge, too. Mm -hmm. So I think always that cross-training notion of taking class, training, doing whatever you can to keep moving is um, really my, my approach. And dance careers are getting longer. You know, companies are now providing such an incredible support when it comes to their physical health and emotional health and well-being as well. Um, what has been um, – have you had any injuries that you mentioned before, a bit of scoliosis? Have you had some, had some times where you've had to really work hard to get back, back into a sort of a fit state to be able to dance when you were younger? Oh, my – yeah, well, not really when I was younger because um, I always say I was I was in tremendous health when I was very young, and it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I had my first injury, my first uh, knee injury. So I I count myself very very fortunate. And uh, after I had that injury, it was a knee and torn meniscus. I recovered completely, but I was very big into rehab. I think that's very important, and it was only upon my second one which was like 11 years later that my my body did not recover from that and so it's been a constant source of of um training and and working around it if you will and i think you sort of learn to work with your shortcomings and the pain and i think dancers are incredibly resilient creatures as is because of the nature of dance that we have to push past the pain we we almost use it to our advantage that's i think how we were able to do what we do i think so yeah i think i'm always i'm always i'm always working like even today i mean my knee hurts but you you just go that's just how it has to be and you just push through the pain and continue but obviously yeah, I mean, taking, in a healthy way of yeah. course but you but you you I think non-movement is probably the most dangerous thing that you can do 
Yeah, absolutely. And not only danger for your body, but danger for your heart and danger for your mind. I think that's a, a, a message a lot of us, and I, I know that before we were recording, we were talking about how much um, I personally sit down a lot. You know, I'm writing articles, I'm doing podcast shows, etc. and it seems that we don't get enough time to, to move. So you're definitely an inspiration there. I did, want to, I did want to ask you as well, what, what is it that you love the most about dancing? You're talking about obviously the movement, but what is it that you love the most? Gosh, that's such a that's such a great question. Um, I love physicality, so I love again the 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 music and the emotion and the expression that is nonverbal, and this wonderful ability to transcend, to go into a place that I don't even know that words have been invented. Mm-hmm. It's just feeling and emotion, and it just comes together in this physical body. And to to speak this language without using your mouth is is tremendous, and it's just never ending for me. It's just I can't. Is, 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 uh, I guess I can't say enough um, with my body. I'm always exploring, and it's just this incredible journey, an emotional um, ride of, and, and you put it with music, and it's, it's just, um, I almost can't even talk about it. Almost no words invented are there. To truly I don't describe think so. it. I think it's it's like uh, someone said it's my religion. I said I, I I really feel that that is my my church, my religion. And you mentioned before you've had some of the younger dancers say, "Oh my goodness, I I, I want to be you, be like you when I'm older." And how inspiring the photos are and the book um, as a piece. But who are your inspirations, either within the dance world or outside of the dance world? Who inspires you? Well, you know, when I was younger, it was, um, 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 oh my gosh, now my, my brain is gone. Well, of course, Mikhail Baryshnikov, mm-hmm. I, you know, fell in love, actually. I mean, he was just such an inspiration. Gelsey Kirkland was, mm-hmm. you know, very big. Um, um, Suzanne Farrell, you know, this, these were the dancers that I grew up with, to, to name a few, and I had the opportunity to, to meet both of them. I've never met Mikhail Baryshnikov, and that would be, I probably would pass out. I really <laughs> feel like I would just absolutely, you know, and I'm not starstruck in any way, but I think that when people talk about that, I think they, they refer to a time in your life that moves you so completely that it changed my life. I mean, when I saw him perform, when he came in 1974, and I was, I was a little girl, and the, the power on stage, I'd, I'd just never seen anything like it, and the expression, and um, it really just turned my world inside out. And so, of course, and then, you know, now dance has changed so very much, and I think Misty Copeland is such a, a leading force as a woman who has changed the look of the dancer, the strength of the dancer. The dancer's just sort of moved through a different different platform. And, um, and then I think in the world of, in just terms of entertainment, I said I love 
as an entertainment, as a woman, as a, as a strong force, um, though controversial, is uh, Madonna. I mm-hmm. think that she's um, sort of this incredible, iconic woman who has lasted from the 80s to the 90s, you know, constantly reinventing herself, um, who was a dancer, um, who started out as a dancer, and um, has you know, become iconic in the world of, of, of uh, performance and music. And I love that. I love that notion that it just doesn't have to stop. And she refuses to, which is good, which is great. To. And, and, and make absolutely no apologies. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I don't think of myself in any way close to her or, but I, I, I admire her so much and, and, uh, and uh, think about her, um, work and what she's accomplished and her messages and the good work that she has done and uh, just as a, an incredibly iconic, strong female. Absolutely. And looking at some of the photos as I'm flicking through, some of these photos, well, so many of them, the, the strengths uh, as a woman really does and as a, as a dancer and an artist really shines through. Do you have a, a favourite um, if they could possibly have one after 150 photos? Oh, my gosh. You know, I really, I really don't. I Well, I would say, actually, the one on the cover mm. um, is one of my favorites because it sort of captures, one, the dance. I love the, the power of it. I love the sort of coming in your face. Um, it sort of, you know, captures sort of all of it it's edgy it's strong it represents the ballet but it's um it's sensual it's gritty it sort of mm. it sort of tells the story in one picture of all the other photographs absolutely it really does um, I, it sets the stage as they say I yes think. yeah and the, the muscle definition in your body is quite extraordinary as, <laughs> thank you, you know, it, like you say it's so so strong and it's so so striking i'm so excited to hear that you're doing an mg2 tell us a little bit about the plans for this the next book well, th- well, thank you for asking. This book is actually going in a completely different direction, whereas the first one was sort of very sensual, film noir, darker, edgy. This one is bolder, electric. It's more what I call like a science project, very um, intense, in-your-face, uh, with nods to fashion, bright colors, um, I use what I call different elements like paint, powder, light as my dance partners, and I use my body more as a, as a canvas. So I've had paint thrown on me, paint dripped on me, I've danced in powder, I've had it covered on me, I've um, been dripped in latex, um, I've worked with smoke. I colored smoke and almost not didn't live to tell about that one. Wow. Uh, that was quite quite crazy. I almost asphyxiated. I mean, it was kind oh, of crazy no. at one point. We had so many um, uh, colored smoke things in my hand, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't breathe, because we were trying to be artistic and not smart. But... Um, I did love to tell about it, but it's been a very different type of journey, and I wanted these these elements that I feel cannot be choreographed to be my dance partners. So there's there's this sort of unknown element to them, 
and uh, Andrea has captured them beautifully. So it's a different, a different energy altogether, much brighter and bolder and, and uh, electric, I would say. Wow, I can't wait for the next book to come out. I, it sounds, like you say, electrifying, and the way you've just described it. <laughs> I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping it is. I'm, I'm really hoping it is. That is my goal. Well, I'm sure, um, and your photographer, Andrea, is obviously amazing. I think that the different types of concepts and the different types of moods and the different types of angles and colours and sets, I mean, there really, truly are 150 different types of Photos. It's quite an, an enormous body of work, as you say, creation yeah, of three. Tremendous. Really, uh, together, I think you're very, you're tremendous together. I, I well, would I say. think that she's a very strong woman, and I think it takes a strong woman to create strong images and understand another strong woman and want to capture that. Absolutely. And so she really understood what I was telling her that I didn't want cute little pictures, and she's not. She's a very strong. You know, I would say from Romania and very, you know, matter of fact and very sophisticated. And she comes at it with this very sophisticated eye. This, and I said through her lens, I became the artist that I always wanted to be. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's so beautiful. I wanted to ask as well, aside from your, um, the next book that you're working on, do you have any other projects that you're working on at the moment that you'd like to talk about? Well, I... You know, aside from my dancing, I mean, aside from my, my, my books, I'm also a dancer. And I said I live the life of a dancer. Mm. So I just finished a fun, um, edgy uh, dance uh, video. Oh, fantastic. With a, wonder, with a wonderful, wonderful photographer named Dean Baez. And um, he and I created this uh, fun, edgy sort of nod to a little bit to... Um, a little bit to Fosse, a little bit to my ballet background with uh, great lines, but still keeping it very sort of today. And uh, we did it to Marilyn Manson's Tainted Love. So it's very, you know, edgy music, but with sort of classic old school lines. Wow. And uh, I, I really like it. It's going to be fun. Uh-huh. We're going to release that in a couple of weeks. That sounds so exciting. So many wonderful things. Yeah. So I wanted to ask a final question, which um I always love to ask, particularly as you've, you know, you've three decades into the, the dance world and with a, a career that, you know, you've captured here so wonderfully and are still, as you say, progressing with. It's not over. There's still more to come and there's more, more room that you're carving out for yourself and for others to follow. But what a piece of advice would you give to other dancers who are thinking that actually perhaps they wouldn't mind being able to have a long career like yourself? Well, I think that they, they should absolutely pursue that, that, that it isn't over and that you just have to take a minute and understand that as an artist, we are almost required to find our art in different fashions and that if, as dancers, we come to the time that it has to stop for the, the actual physical dancing, there's other ways to, to pursue the art. You can be a director. You can just find something else in that, in that world. But that really it's the notion that it's over is, is uh, rubbish. Absolutely. And I have to say, um, I, 
I wish, and I know many people who love dance, um, would love to be able to see more of their favorite dancers dancing longer, although we appreciate that obviously sometimes the body doesn't always allow, but it's always great if there is space and work that is um, available for dancers who are um, part, you know, in their later, later part of their career. Um, it's, it, it, it gives us a, another opportunity, an ongoing opportunity to be able to see the dances that we love. And so I'm really looking, yeah, look, really looking forward to seeing your video when it comes out as well. Oh, my goodness, Savannah. Thank you so much. I've had such a great time chatting with you, and, and thank you for all the wonderful things you said about the book. I really appreciate it. It's well, been a wonderful um, so Experience. it's so lovely to talk to you as well, and you are an inspiration without uh, without doubt. And for listeners, you must get a copy. You can either get a copy of MG from Amazon or all other good bookstores, or just go to Marjorie's website, which is marjoriegoodson.com, and that's M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E goodson.com where you can find out all about this book mg the next book mg2 and no doubt the upcoming video thank you so much marjorie don't forget to subscribe we've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers we love dance and ballet and we hope you'll love us join us on facebook and twitter